Hi everyone, welcome back to Tough and Tarmac, the SACU official podcast with me, Rachel, and my co-host, Callum. This season on Tough and Tarmac, we'll be speaking to some of Scotland's top riders from road race, motocross, trials, enduro, supermoto, and more to find out a bit about their riding experiences and their favourite moments of their sporting career. This week's guest is actually um, two sports that he's done with the SACU. One was motocross and the other one's supermoto. Um, He's, you know, achieved a lot through his career. Um, you know, he's won Scottish Schoolboy Motocross Championships. He's recently won the British Supermoto Championship. So he's got a, you know, a huge amount of experience in both of them, which you'll you'll hear about and the reasons for why he's swapped over as well. This one again is the same as the the last one. It was a really really fun one to um, a really fun one to record, and you'll definitely enjoy it. There's a couple of little ropey bits with the Wi-Fi, so hopefully that's not too bad. But I'm sure you'll enjoy it anyway. Welcome back to the podcast. So we're joined today by Mr. Jamie Duncan. How are you doing, Jamie? Yeah, not bad. How are you? Yeah, we're all good. We're all good. Thank you. Okay. Rachel's going to start, start us with the first question. So on we go. Yep. Um, so Jamie, could you tell us a bit about the discipline you ride in and how you got started here? Yep, um, I ride in uh, Supermoto, so it's a, a crossover between motocross and road racing on a motocross bike. So it's meant to be uh, 60, 40 tar to dirt. Um, started getting into Supermoto 13 years ago um, after quite a long career in motocross. Um, and basically, I was finding it hard to train for motocross. Uh, and my fitness levels weren't good enough to compete at the top, so Supermoto seemed to kind of be like an ideal sport for me to win which didn't need the fitness side of things because it's just all basically flat. Nice one. Um, so how did you get started in motocross? Yep, I started uh, motocross when I was six years old. Um, I had a PW50 and started racing in the auto class. Um, I went all the way through schoolboy motocross uh, racing at uh, Scottish and British level and I stepped up to the adult motocross scene um, which was quite difficult moving up from the schoolboys into the adults um, and again was racing at Scottish level in that and as well as doing the British as well um, so yeah I've had quite a, a bit of experience in Scottish motocross Yeah I think that you know a lot of people across all the disciplines tend to start on like little PW50s or, you know, everybody starts on that kind of bike. Because literally a lot of the people who we would be speaking to throughout the whole podcast will be starting. Yeah, PW50s are great. That's why everybody should start on a bike with hardly any suspension. We earned you a lot. So, Jamie, can you tell us a little bit about your beginning years in the sport then? Like, how did you, how did you start? You know, obviously you started on PW50s from there. Moving forward through the years, did you have you know good success in the beginning, or was it a you know a step by step process? What was your your beginning like in the sport? Yeah, and when we first started um, in the schoolboy stuff, I had quite a bit of success in that. I won um, a couple of Scottish championships um, in the schoolboys, and we raced that at British level as well. And we're kind of we're we're in sort of mid pack competing with all the the guys around about there, but you were always looking at trying to advance to all the guys that were, that was kind of what they were doing and all the had all the fancy bikes and stuff. So you're always kind of aiming for them. Um, and towards the end, of it, we, were, we were getting there. It was, it was getting to be um, quite good. 
Um, and then when we moved up to the adults, it was the same thing. You're always aiming for the guys at the front. We were always mid-pack kind of guys. Um, but once you stepped up to adults, it was a, a different kettle of fish um, because you're, you're racing against guys that that's their job. Um, and obviously, I had to work, unfortunately. So that kind of... You're always saying, get them guys in front of you. Get them. That's what they do. They should be real good at this. See, the, the thing is, in any any branch of our sport, it's going to be like that, isn't it? You know, you you build your way up and you get to a certain point and, you know, your tools and your experience can only take you so far. Um, yeah. But, you know, getting to that stage is like, I think that's the most fun part when you get to that stage. And then the next stage is where the challenges start to come in. Um, yeah. You know, moving from motocross to supermoto, did you have much time in between the two sports, or did you go directly from one into the other? At the, at the start, I had a, a little go with supermoto probably when I was about 16, 17. Um, one of my sponsors at the time, Bob Grant, he gave us a, a shot of his supermoto at a CR500. Um, and I was just a little thing at the time. So on the back of a CR500, all I wanted to do was wheelie everywhere. And I thought, this is great. This is absolutely brilliant. Um, so yeah, I, had a, I did have a couple of goes at it. So when the time came to swap, um, I had half an idea of what I was getting myself into. But we were very, very green when we joined Supermoto. So things like tire warmers, I, I didn't believe in tire warmers. I thought, nah, you don't need them. They don't do anything. But I soon learned that, uh, yeah, <laughs> you're going off if you don't have them on. So, but it was things like a set of tires. They would last you, God knows how long, half a year. Now a set of tires won't last me two races. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, yeah. It's a very, very similar thing to that in road racing as well. You know, like, you know, I, again, I started motocross as well, you know, working out, working out, working out how to use a geared bike, things like that. Um, and yeah. you would have a motocross bike and you wouldn't need your tires for like six months, a year, because you didn't need to. Whereas a road race bike, you know, every weekend you've got a new set of tires on. Um, yeah, for, for months I wouldn't put uh, slacks on the bike because I didn't trust them. I thought, no way I'm getting a grip on these things. <laughs> uh, so it was always wet and I thought one day I tried it and went oh this isn't too bad ah, that's it absolutely um, you know going from you can speak about both motocross and supermoto what would you say is the greatest achievement that you've had so far in, in, in these so far I mean it'd be one in the British Championship I won it two years ago um, in supermoto and to be fair I never ever thought I'd get there um, I was always knocking on the door of the top five and just this uh, two years ago something clicked and I started to I actually won my first race um, at the beginning of the year I won my first race and then I won the meeting and I'd never been anywhere near that before and then from there I just built on that I won I think I won the next two meetings um, and eventually took the title at the end of the year by about two points it was quite close um, so yeah, that was that was probably my biggest uh, highlight so far. Absolutely. What about uh, in motocross? What was the your, your biggest one so far? In motocross would be the the Scottish Championships and the schoolboy days. Yeah, I, I mean the Scottish Championship and schoolboy days really good. I came so close to winning uh, the adult Scottish as well. Um, I was actually leading, and uh, I crashed midweek when we were practicing and broke my shoulder. Um, so my dad wasn't exactly over the moon at that. Um, I, again, I finished runner-up of that year, but I would have won it if I just stayed on. Yeah. But yeah, that would be the highlight of my motocross career. Yeah. Sure. Um, so what would you say your goals were for the next season? For the next season, I need to try and 
win it again. Yeah. Um, you always have to keep trying to win, don't you? Uh, it's not going well so far, but <laughs> there's a long season ahead of us. Absolutely. Have you guys done any race meetings up till now? Like, obviously, with the restrictions and stuff? Yeah, we've had the first two rounds of the British Championship. Um, we're back to back rounds, so just one weekend apart. There was not a lot of time to get ready for it, or not a lot of time to fix any pro- uh, problems that you had. Yeah. Um, but they were all right. Um, kind of lacking a bit of race knowledge again. It's like you've forgotten all over the, yeah. the lockdown. So it was just making silly mistakes and letting people pass where I shouldn't have been. But that's just too much time off, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. Bike, bike time will definitely fix that one. Like just having time yeah. on your time round about people you're going to be racing against, it'll, it'll all come back to you soon enough. And like you said, yeah. like, you're only two races in. It's a long season ahead, so I'm sure that's all right. Um, yeah. in, in regards to your career as a whole, where do you see yourself in say, like five years' time? You know, like from from now, you know, winning the British Championship, starting this next season, uh, sorry, this season, and kind of still in COVID times. You know, in five years' time, where do you see yourself? Uh, that's quite quite difficult. I mean, hopefully, I'll still be doing this because I, I love doing it. Um, hopefully, we'll still be competing at the top. Uh, but I mean, I am knocking on a bit, I'll be 40 next year. So things are starting to slow down with me. Um, my fitness and stuff isn't as what it used to be. Plus I'm trying to run a business as well. Uh, so hopefully in five years time, I'm still here, I'm still doing well. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Nice. Um, so obviously you had your injury um, and you broke your shoulder, but have you had any other challenges that have kind of affected your sporting career? Uh, yep, I've, uh, obviously we do motocross, there was a lot of broken bones along the way. There's God knows how many vertebrae, arms, wrists, you name it, I've broken it. Um, uh, in December there, the last round of the British Championship, I fell off and fractured my skull. So oh. these things do take a little while to come back from get your confidence back up, that might be part of the reason that this year's not really got off to a great start. I've still got that in the back of my mind. But yeah, mainly mainly all the injuries I've had kind of they're probably the biggest stepping stone. That's the hardest thing to get over. Yeah, definitely. I, I can definitely you know vouch for that. You know, like I had I had a, a bad injury a couple of years ago um, and it took me almost a whole season to get back up to roughly the speed I was at. Um, yeah. you know, you've always got that in the back of your mind and it literally takes it's, you know, people listening maybe not maybe think you're talking rubbish but um, it literally takes one lap you know, if you've got, if you have one lap but everything goes good and you're like that right, this is this is what it's supposed to feel like then that's it, you know, that after that one lap whether it takes two weeks, whether it takes a whole year, that, that one lap will come at some point and you'll just be back to normal Yeah, no, it definitely does I remember when we were racing motocross and I if I fell off and broke something, Dad would take me back to the same jump or wherever I broke, broke the bone and say, right, go and do it again. You have to do it. First lap, go for it. And yeah. uh, that was kind of the same thing as what you're talking about, just to get you over it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what's your biggest motivation as a rider then? You know, like getting over these challenges is, is, is one thing. Making sure that you stay motivated to do it is another thing. So how can you do that? Biggest motivation is my dad, believe it or not. Um, he 
has been out of bikes for God knows how long. I mean, he's been he'd run motocross meetings and stuff like that. And just the look on his face when you're actually doing well, that's what gets you going. Um, I mean, I love doing the sport. I've done it since since I was six. I've been away racing every weekend since we were six. So weekends that you there's no racing on, you're sitting at home twiddling your thumbs, going, "What am I actually going to do here? What do you do when you're not racing?" But yeah, you know, the, the, it was your guest number two, and uh, yesterday we interviewed Steve Kershaw, and uh, Steve was saying that his biggest motivation is is winning, and um, yeah. you know, the same as me. The reason you go racing is to win because that that feeling you get when you when you win a race or when you do when you know that you've given everything in a race even if you finish second you know you, and you've given everything given everything and winning it's just that feeling that you can't you can't replicate that ever <laughs> yeah yeah that's icing on the cake isn't it that's why everybody goes racing yeah <laughs> absolutely um so how would you say covid has affected your training in the past year um, it's been, I mean, the gym's been shut and stuff like that. It's just been impossible. Um, so you kind of start thinking, right, what else am I going to do? Um, so obviously went and bought mountain biking. I've been doing mountain biking quite a lot. But I think it's had a big impact on everybody, to be fair. Um, and I think everybody's going to be a bit rusty. Um, some of the, the top guys, they'll be all right because they'll like travel about because it's you're allowed to travel for sport. Um, I know there's been quite a lot of people out in Spain practicing and stuff, um, so they're quite lucky. But for um, us guys that have got day jobs, we can't do that. Um, so, yeah, well, hopefully the gyms are opened up, we can get back to some normality. What about, a what about in regards to actual bike time? I mean, I, I know that Supermotos is, you know, a, a bit of a... It's not something you can train for very easily. There's not very many tracks you can just go to, but somewhere like um, no. you know, you can get the, the tar part from somewhere like Crail. Um, you know, yeah. there's up to Crail and do that kind of stuff. Have you been doing much of that over the winter time? Uh, not really. That's been shut as well. Um, they just opened that recently. Uh, so yeah, it's been quite difficult because you it's only Crail's only 20 miles along the road from me, so that's our local track. Uh, but again, when you go down there, you do get some time on the tar, but they won't open the, the off-road section until it's race day. So you kind of you lose a wee bit of that. Um, you can take them to motocross tracks and stuff and have a blast around there, but that's not very good for um, running about on, on wets or slicks on, on a motocross track. is isn't great, but yeah, it's been, I've only been out practicing a couple of times since the, the uh, track opened at Creel. Um, usually we'd be out maybe twice a month, three times a month at Crail, all weathers, rain, snow, you name it, we're there. Yeah. Um, so you do get a bit rusty. And before, you know, COVID hit, obviously, the way, the way the gym's been open and Crail being open, was that your, was that what your timetable looked like? You know, like two, two or three times a month, uh, actually on the circuit and then in the gym for the rest of the time? Yeah, I get the gym uh, three times a week doing strength training, um, and then we're away racing usually twice a month, and you'd usually go down to Crail um, one of the week three weekends you're off, and then if it was decent weather or something, you might just go yeah we'll just go down tonight and do a couple of laps, or if you made any changes to the bike. So it, 
we were always down out flats and down at Crail a couple of times a month and then pound out at the gym. But things we're having the mountain bike now quite liking that. Um so I'm I'm doing that now. Uh once a week at least. Has um has COVID as well affected your race season? Like obviously last season uh, in road racing we had a very condensed season. Um yeah. did you guys have the same last year? Are you the same again this year? Or obviously if you guys have already started and done two meetings, it seems like it's in full flow. Yeah, last year it was kind of condensed into the second about the, the last half of the year. Um I mean we were still racing in December and we you never race in December. Uh, yeah. Cadwell is usually our last round. It gets a bit starts getting a bit sketchy when you're starting racing in the in December and it's getting freezing and icy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this year seemed a bit more normal. Um, obviously, you've got all the usual COVID restrictions when you're at the tracks. Um, there's no spectators, limited amount of people that can come with you. Um, but I think the rest of the season going forward should be a bit more normal. Back to having uh, one British round a month. Very good. Um, so what advice would you give to someone who's considering joining um, Supermoto or Motocross? Um, on Supermoto side, uh, especially with just having the traffic trail, the Scottish Supermoto seems very, very friendly. Um, you come down there and everybody will speak to you, everybody will give you help. Um, Supermo in Scotland is, is quite a, I would say it's probably a, a less expensive sport than a lot of them. You can get a membership at Crail for £165 and that you can go and use the track when you want. So any day of the week, um, as much as you want. And I know that some of these track days that the road racers get, are, like they'll probably be that for a track day. Um, and you as well the thing is if you if you fall off your supermoto as well you can get back up and get back on it you, it's very well protected and uh, it would take a big crash to make you not be able to get back on it um, again I suppose at the road racing side of things if you fall off your bike you're not getting back on that um, it's going to cost you a fortune to fix it so <laughs> on, on that kind of side of things it's a good sport to get in there um, and it, it's quite a good discipline because it's not all motocross or all road racing. You've got a bit of both, and you might be strong in the tar, but you might not be so good off road. And the motocrossers will be the complete opposite. Um, and from the motocross side, if you've got your motocross bike sitting there, you could get a set of tires that will fit your motocross wheels, and you can come along and have a play. It's it's not like uh, you need those special things. You basically, need Crash bobbins and that's you. Good yeah. to go. I think the the good thing about Supermoto and, and the track up at Creel is that they accept bikes like little pit bikes and stuff. So it's not only you know adults that can do it; kids can do it from a very young age from on on little bikes um, and work yeah. their way up to the ranks. The same as they would you know going from in road racing, you would do the mini motos first and then go on to one two fives. There's a very similar scale when it comes to Supermoto and motocross. Yeah, no, you're definitely right. This year, I think the club has got uh, record numbers of uh, like kids and people on pit bikes. Um, so that was looking pretty good for, for the future. Absolutely, absolutely. To, to finish off, we're just going to do some fire questions. So you can answer these as kind of long or short as you want. Um, make sure you can fire away with the first one. Um, so who would you say your biggest inspiration is in the sport then? 
in the sport, probably my dad. Nice. <laughs> um, if I was to pick a rider, it'd probably be oh, Boris Shambon. What is um, you'll probably be quite biased because you're only twenty miles along the road. But what is your favourite track? <laughs> and and in the Scottish Championship or in the British, whatever you want. Whatever, what's your favourite track? Um, funnily enough, uh, I'm going to say it's not Crail. I'm going to say it's Teesside. Um, it's kind of it's got a half decent off road, but the the tar section is really good. Teesside, and I, I've won the last two uh, times there. Crail. It's probably my second favourite track, but never usually have very good luck there. I had a puncture there last year, which probably cost me the championship last year. Um, so, yeah, it's getting all down the ranks a little bit. <laughs> um, could you tell us an interesting fact about yourself that no one would know? I've rode for the Designations two years for the Supermoto Designations team. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. yeah that is. Very. Um, what one word would you say describes you best and as a person or as a racer? What, what would you say the one word was that describes you best? I did. A lot of people will agree with that. <laughs> I think uh, you know, a, lot, a lot of people listening to this will be like, well, you, you kind of need to be one to ride bikes, but um, <laughs> racing bikes is one of those things where everybody's seen as a bit of a hooligan. So Yeah, you must have a screw list to do this. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Um, and do you have any other hobbies? Um, just mountain biking, that's the most recent one, um, getting quite into that. I'm quite good at crashing a mountain bike as well as a, a supermoto, so yeah, that's good. <laughs> nice one. Um, so that's all our questions today. That, oh, sorry, Cal. No, that's all right. I was just going to say, do you want to, you know, shout out anybody, um, you know, shout out your social media, any sponsors, anything like that before we, before we wrap up? Yeah, better, I'll shout out some sponsors, so, um, Firstly, Contract Solutions, who basically sponsor me and buy my bikes. Um, Trevor Pope Motorcycles, who build the bikes. Uh, JB Racing does the suspension for me. Uh, I've got horn cutting tools. Uh, Matsura um, UK Limited. Um, uh, Scott Lifts. Yep, they're all guys that help me out through the season, so it's much appreciated. Nice one. Well, that's everything from us today. So thank you so much for joining us. Nice one. I hope it's uh, all right. <laughs> yeah, good, good, good luck for the rest of the season, Jamie, as well. You know, it's a long season ahead. So hopefully if we have you on again, um, once we've you know, got all the other guests that we've done, if we have you on again, we'll help, have some good news from the season. Yeah. Nice one. If you fancy a shot at Supermoto, come down and see us. <laughs> Absolutely. Cool. Thank you.